No, not the Lakers. At this very moment, they are. But you're right. Like signing. Come on. Come on, man. What is everybody? Welcome to the DNBA show. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get it. Let's go. I love we got a new little hype person to get us going here, guys. We have a special show for you today because. Live and in studio, in the flesh, here in Denver, Colorado. None other than Swipe a Cam. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Glad to be here. My first time actually doing a show with the both of you. We've done multiple shows together. Yeah, we have. This really is your first show with these fellas? Yeah. yeah. I've done a show with we've done. Yeah, we've done a show online. We've online. never done any show yeah, yeah, online yeah. or in person. He doesn't like doing shows with me. I, I, forgot, I forgot you told me that. I forgot you said that. You guys need to hash this out. It's fine. Uh, we got we a great show for you today. We have some FIBA news. We have some FIBA news. Jokic versus Murray. It's the semifinal. I can't wait. Serbia, Canada. Be a, I heard. It's going to be a banger. Those two squaring off. Pick Man, how exciting. We're also going to give a hot box and hot takes later on. And we're going to look at what a Jokic defender, such as Swipa himself, proud defender, respect Twitter captain for Jokic. What do you do now that everybody respects Jokic? <laughs> how, do we, how do we evolve? And then also going to look at just... Uh, Whose profile is rising? I know we've talked about this from a talent and production standpoint, but I mean from a fame standpoint. Uh, wins, I'm kind of have some yeah, Harrison Wynn, maybe more than anybody else. The... Uh, to help me talk about those things, I do have the man himself. Everything coming up wind right now. You see the buffs. Uh, you see <laughs> the nuggets. So like I, is this the year of wind? <sighs> I hope so, man. I, I really hope so. I'm doing well. Um, yeah, can't wait for the buffs on Saturday. I was up late watching the U.S. Open last night. I'm into tennis now. <laughs> so that's, yeah, things are going well. You have tennis energy. He what, does have what does that energy. mean? Doesn't he have tennis energy? Like a quiet confidence? Uh, yeah, sure. Like quiet sure. I don't think that's what Adam was going for. But. Quiet confidence. That's a, yeah, quiet confidence. What is tennis energy? I just, chat, do you agree? Does he have tennis energy? Uh, over here. It's I, the French, like it's the French onion pick. You yeah. know what I mean? It somehow lines up. I think right I, now the you French have, onion soup is overrated. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> not underrated. Excuse overrated. <laughs> I can't put you in a box. It's that's, not fancy that's enough. Yeah. Uh, over here, a man who looks like he's ready for NASCAR. NASCAR energy. Oh, man. Oh, oh, wow. I, don't know. I think that has a compliment. What does that mean? The I'm trucker sure. hat, the, like the scruffy beard. Yeah. NASCAR hey, energy. Listen, take you guys behind the curtain. Wind is not passive. It's active. Sitting there brainstorming for his next thing on Twitter. He's got he got the horses. He knows the, the Jokic games we probably forgot. Now he's, <laughs> now he's trying to find the next thing. I just but I'm you... giving you hints on how to do the job. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. Trying to get Woo! the brain pumping. Uh -huh. <laughs> trying to think of content. Man, was, this might be a spicy show. I, I love it. <laughs> there you go. Guys, our top story today, really our only story to report on. Uh, I got up early to watch... Uh, Slovenia versus Canada, but I only get, uh, I'm gonna behind the curtain here. I only got up to watch halftime or second half, which was the terrible half. First half, it's tied. You know, it was a great game apparently, and then Canada blows the doors off of them in the second half. Any of you guys catch this? You been watching? I didn't watch this game today. Have you been watching World Cup, FIFA World Cup, a little mm -hmm. bit? I followed my story tradition this tournament of waking up for the games and falling asleep. <laughs> and falling right back shortly asleep, into yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Well, I caught the highlights. You caught the highlights. Well, then we could talk about it in depth here. Um, first of all, <laughs> my guy Franz Wagner returned and helped Germany beat Latvia. The incredible so Franz Wagner Franz is back. With some help from Mo, too. I mean, Mo, Mo Wagner's been having a good little yeah, tournament, yeah. man. He's Don't actually sleep. a decent little player. But Franz Wagner, you know, returns, play, gets through the game, played like 26 minutes. So he played, played a full game. Um, and now we have an interesting Final Four. Canada beat Slovenia. Mm -hmm. Luka Doncic was ejected from mm -hmm. this game. He was also dejected from the game. I don't know if you if you watched the second half, but 
it was a physical second half, mm-hmm. and Luca didn't like the non-calls. I got to be honest with you, because I like Luca. I have nothing against yeah. him. This is the year for Luca, though, man. Yeah. As great as he is, he has to get over some of these little, like, he does this as much as anybody. Mm-hmm. He does the, like, looking at the officials as much as anyone. I thought this was a Jokic 2018 game from, from Luka. That's it. And that he was throwing some fits, man. Yeah. Yeah, he saw, I think Luka's had this issue for years, and, like, it's been talked about a lot. And the Mavericks have kind of like, swept it under the rug a little bit. But there are even plays last year where Luka literally, like, would be complaining to the referees, full fast break. Yeah. And they would go and score, and then they will call a timeout. He walks back to the huddle. So, I mean, he needs to grow up. I think he's obviously been very entitled as a basketball player right. because he's so good. So, I mean, hopefully he'll fix it next year. But if not, then whatever. The yeah. Jokic comp is great, though, because mm. I think at the time it was a valid criticism of Jokic. Right. And there were times when the real answer to the question of how can he meaningfully improve, it's not really, well, three-point shooting goes up. It, it was getting rid of those spells. Mm. It was adopting a winner's mentality. I say that to say that it... It's something a player can switch as they grow older. We just saw it in Jokic, and I think Luka's at that inflection point in his career where he can, we know the talent, but he can decide if he's going to be the best version of himself, and it starts with this question with his mentality. Yeah. Well, this is a massive year for Luka, and I feel like in a way it's kind of a narrative-defining season, and you can feel it already a little bit, especially with him getting kicked out of this game and we're talking about it. People online are talking about it. Luca's got to stop whining to the officials. Mm-hmm. I can kind of sense that if he doesn't come out and just have like a dominant season and the Mavs aren't a playoff team, I can just sense the conversation tipping to the other side yeah. where people kind of start to hate Luka Doncic. I can kind of feel that brewing a little bit. Just, just with the, the conversation coming out of this game and just what the conversation has been around Luka the last couple of years. Front runner for MVP again. Mm-hmm. The Mavs straight up missed the playoffs last year. If that happens again, man, I think people start to turn on him. Yeah, it's funny that you said narrative-defining year because, like, Kyrie, Jason Kidd, and Mark Cuban, like, if you're... Narrative defining year relies on those three guys. Those are three very unreliable guys. Can all be great, but all can also derail you at any yeah. moment. So poor Luca in that sense. I will say though, have you guys ever been in like a really tall building? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? You know? Have you? You know like how a you skyscraper? Yeah, like a skyscraper. <laughs> have you ever where you take one elevator up? But it doesn't go the whole way up. Then you have to go to a second elevator for the rest of the way up. I actually don't know if I've ever been in a building like that, that this tall. There's because they don't what building. Well, they is don't that? want the elevator to to you know to have the, it goes for all the way up to the thing. So you have to have like you break it into the safety segments. thing. It's a safety thing. I you've you've been in a building like that? Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? Of course. This is why I asked the question. You thought it was a dumb question. I just How was here asking you? Two, two well, I think you should have said skyscraper. I think right. really tall buildings. Yeah, for like right. a, I mean, yeah. downtown a lot Denver. Of skyscrapers never have I had to take two elevators to get up to a floor. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I think Luca has ridden the first elevator all the way up. That's that's the, <laughs> that's the talent elevator. He's, the he's, talent elevator. That's the talent elevator. Okay. There's nowhere else for him to go talent wise. I really believe that. Like he's so do- even in you. this game, he was so dominant. And, there, and by the way, I do think I was online. 
People just love to throw stones, man. Right. Like, they just love to throw. Because Luca getting kicked out, all these things we're talking about are real criticisms. <laughs> People are like, Shea's better because he, Shea had like 11 NBA players on his squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luca's playing with some guys nobody's yeah. ever heard of. But he's all the way at the top on that, on that elevator. The other, He has to go over to the other elevator now. And this is what Jokic had to do, too. Jokic, talent-wise, from 2019 to 2023, little difference, but not that much of a difference. Right. I agree with you. Marginal differences. But he's grown in these other areas, and I think for Luca, it is about like his, you know, can he handle? Guys are getting physical with him, man. That's going to be part of it. Do you think the Mavs, as constructed with the coaching, the front office, do you think, do you think they offer the infrastructure to do that? <sighs> but he's, he's so good. I, I, he, they might not, but he's got to rise above it. Perfect answer. Like, when you're a player like Luca. You've just got to rise above it and and be that guy. You think Paul regardless Millsap of the situation, he'll help do that for Joker though. Probably, yes. Yeah, probably. So probably. Do, you, do you think they have somebody on the team that like has a strong enough persona to be able to do that with him that he respects? Again, I no, or maybe I would have to go through the roster because it's not one of the main guys. Well, they do but have it, Grant Williams to be fair. Well, yeah, but he's a young guy, you right. know. Like it's not that's not the guy. But I'm saying it doesn't matter. One of my favorite things when I did the documentary on Will Barton, Tim Conley had this great quote about so many guys come through the league where the situation isn't perfect and they use that as an excuse. Mm -hmm. Like they don't grow because of it. And he was using Will because he will went to Portland and didn't get an opportunity. He's like, but Will just stayed busy. He just kept working, kept his head down. And I think for Luca, it's the same thing. Is it the perfect situation? No. Can you envision one where it would be better? Yes. But at the same time, that's not the world he, we live in. He's with the Mavs. He's with that team. And the th issues that he has can be self-corrected. Yeah. And also, Joker wasn't Luka back then. Mm -hmm. You know, Joker was the Nuggets' best player, even though a lot of people didn't realize it at the time. Right. right. Luka has... He's been the franchise for right. since he years. was 16 years old, basically. Yeah. 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 So do you... I think it's, some of that, though, is like when you're that talented, that marginal stuff, which is like setting screens for basic stuff attitude talking to the referee i mean it takes a long time but even the setting has to change because if i'm already the fourth best player in the nba and i'm already clearly like the main engine on this team and i'm giving you 28 9 and 9 every single game on decent efficiency what else like what else can you ask of me man you're gonna hate this one vote but i think one reason lebron doesn't fully resonate with everybody is that his leaving Cleveland and winning in Miami, the process and everything, I'd, he did learn some important lessons along the way, unquestionably. Right. But I don't know that he learned all of the lessons. And I think that he brought some of that to him to Cleveland and then that to L.A. And I just think there's a little bit of it like, LeBron, yeah, you didn't have the right pieces here or there, but there was also stuff you were leaving on the table that I think get washed up by the way he kind of found a different route to that. Sure. And I think this is part of why, and again, I'm not trying, LeBron's obviously great and a player I rooted for for many years, but I do think that there is this thing of like, did LeBron ever actually learn how to make uh, Larry, the, the Larry Hughes, not just a better and more talented player, he clearly did that in the basketball sense, but did he learn how to make him a winner? I think... Part of what you're describing is that every single player can look themselves in the mirror. And yeah. that goes, Austin Rivers talked about that a lot when looking inward, but it's not, it doesn't just apply to these guys that are on the fringe of being in the league, right? Even the, the players who have gotten virtually everything they've ever wanted, some of it was handed to them, right? So there's always room for even the, the greats to look in the mirror and, and, and reflect on that stuff. And so, I don't know what the answer is to the LeBron question per se, but it, it it is even superstars. There's a moment where 
Okay, James Harden is maybe a good example of a guy who, at least seemingly from the outside, has not looked in the mirror a ton in these situations. And I think, do you want to be that level of superstar or do you want to be the one that got the best version out of yourself? He did say in the presser, I know I complain a lot. I don't know if you guys heard that. So there's some self-awareness to that's at least the conversation around him. And maybe that's the first step to addressing this. By the way, still very young. And the original oh, so young. The original point of the Jokic comp is he can do this. It's right. been done. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and I just want to say, again, I don't even want to rag on Luca too much because he was actually really good in this game. Uh Shea Gildas Alexander, yeah, awesome. also really good in this game. Mm -hmm. I'm just tripling, quadrupling everything down on Shea. I just mm -hmm. think that dude is so freaking unstoppable and fun to watch. Uh, and Team Canada is good, which brings us to we got a Final Four. The U.S. versus Germany should be a good game. I actually think Germany maybe has the best. I, look, I pick USA. I pick Team USA to win it. But if you talk about... Well, a Schroeder's of, probably going to play a little better than he did this last was game. Was 4 of 26 or something like that? I saw something terrible. <laughs> just shoot it a little bit. Just shoot it a little bit. Or just give it to Franz, man. Let Franz go. Or, Let Franz or cook. Mo. Or, <laughs> Mo. or Mo. Give it to Mo. Um, there's better teams out there, or there's good teams out there, but I just feel like Germany maybe matches up with them the hmm. best. So I... I think U.S. is going to win this. When I look at the Final Four, I think U.S. is well-positioned to win this. But I'm kind of intrigued for that Germany matchup. They played them really well in the prelims. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. How do you Are you excited for this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, Schroeder, Franz, Mo, I think they have an NBA roster. Right. Uh, obviously, Franz is... Would it you that had the Paulo Franz? That's right. That was it? <laughs> oh, God. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think that he's going to be better than Paulo, but he's a great high-level role player. I think he has like a little Austin Reeves to him a little oh, bit. Man. You know what I mean? I'm just kidding. I think I, think, I was going to say, I think I see what you're seeing here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Franz. He's a great player. So I think they can present a lot of challenges for the U.S., especially with how they played two days, two days I mean, ago. they were ba barely able to edge Latvia. Yeah. So. I, I mean, the U.S. lost to Lithuania. So. Ma Matchups <laughs> matter, uh, you know. Size. Yeah, I mean, I think the way you got to look at it is the U.S. should be heavily favored, I mean, but yeah, can lose course. the game. Of can course. lose the game, man. I think that's sort of the point that. I think it can be overstated the extent to which, like, oh, the U.S. better send their best players. That this team can very well win this tournament, and decidedly so. But the the outcomes in terms of pl not playing your best ball, the other team playing their best ball, and like the floor of what can happen, the U.S. can lose to these teams. Germany is one of them. They know how to play together. They have talent. So it's and it's a, it's one game. It's not a series. That's yeah. the other thing. Mm -hmm. So. And then the other half of the bracket now is Serbia versus Canada. This one is so interesting. No, no Jokic, no Jamal, but still kind of a fun matchup. Serbia, and, and by the way, Serbia, one of these four teams won't get a medal. The rest will. And just from talking to Miroslav and different people, getting a medal is like a big thing. Yeah. Oh, Coming yeah, in man. fourth is like pretty unsatisfying because mm -hmm. it doesn't make it to the history books. Picking up a medal would just be a big deal. But um, my first question is, when... Are there any chance Jokic and or Murray have texted each other about this matchup? Yeah, I think there's a chance. You think they've texted each other? I think there's a chance. But for but sure. do you think they? I shouldn't have phrased it that way. Do you think they have or will text each other I, about this game? I think they will. Yeah. What's that text message look like? Well, they're in a group chat, so like I imagine there's already been. Some <laughs> is I love the yeah. idea of the group chat talking about it, but them just <laughs> like. <laughs> not One question I forgot to ask Vlaco when he was here is: Does Jokic ever answer the group chat? Right. Yeah, I don't, he I'm said thinking, he did. I thought we oh, asked did him. Did we ask him that? I think we did ask him that oh, question. Okay, and cool. he was like, yeah. Um, what would the text be? Yeah, let's hear it. A Serbian flag. <laughs> Just that. <laughs> a bet. A small bet. Uh, I'm not sure what it would be. Hmm. 
It's Murray talking trash to Jokic. And then Jokic just like liking it. <laughs> Jokic with like a piece of straw in his mouth. Like, when is the game? <laughs> yeah. No, what if Jokic is actually a big gambler? He's gambling like one of his Roll Royces. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, someone in quote tweeted our uh, tweet about it and said it'd be really, really cool if Jokic Murray flew out to watch this game. Oh, together man. That, that would is be awesome. very unlikely. I think it, Serbia like doesn't like Jokic enough to, at the moment. Yeah, so, like, yeah I don't know. Like, if it's, I'm actually trying to I think low. they would actually hate him for yeah. it. <laughs> I even posted something this morning, and I had a Serbian guy like trash-talking me. Or maybe, like, maybe they're texting each <laughs> other like, pictures dude, of their feet up on vacation. Maybe like, they're like, all right, call. winner doesn't have to show up for the first week of training. <laughs> <laughs> winner has to try harder. I'm excited for it. Though, I think this is Loser. a near per- winner has to run the first film session. I think for my personal or agenda, has, this might be the best final four possible. I get Serbia, mm-hmm. I get Canada because I've been hyping Shay, you know, all this time. I just really love his game. We get the U.S. obviously, and then I get my guy Franz Wagner. And by the way, Germany is not just Franz Wagner; they play a really fun style. I just, I think they have like a smart team, and mm-hmm. and they're they're entertaining. So I'm, I'm excited. excited for Serbia Canada because it's such a different style. You know, be- between those two teams, yeah. Like Canada has SGA, who's pretty much playing the Luca role, and Serbia. You know, they play the beautiful game. Like they just share the ball, throw it around, does play this, their system. Does this make you want Bogdan Bogdanovic anymore? Sure. No, I mean, no, really. no. no. Really. I never was on that train though. Me neither, really? man. No. I think he he is paid a little more than what Denver would need. Like Denver would need my, him in a dude, Christian Brown or like a sixth, seventh guy. Once you win a title, the roster envy really? just yeah. flies <laughs> out the window. Like, I don't care, like, man. We got our shit? guys. Those are other people. I, I think the I Canada like Bogdanovich. He looks like me. Team, he does. Team Canada. I think they have these NBA players, so it's not. A, it doesn't feel like a full Cinderella story. But in in the in the narrative of the international development of the game, Canada not a powerhouse, and I, they have produced some top tier players, right? Mm-hmm. But Team Canada not a powerhouse, and it is that they have this many NBA players and that some of them like SGA might be pushing best players in the world below Jokic conversation. That's really, really cool. Like that's actually an awesome sign for the development of the game. Again, we've seen great Canadian players, but Team Canada thriving is not exactly the story of international basketball. Swipe it though, doesn't it make you wish they were playing? If we got Jokic first Murray. Yeah, we've never seen that before. So that would have been entertaining to watch how Murray would you think he would have put Jokic on in isolation? Oh, for sure. I honestly <laughs> think Murray would have like gone for it. Hey, clog in the switch yeah, all yeah. the time. He, he, he would have gotten good. him too. Yeah, he would have. I think in that context, I could see Murray totally getting him. I hope we see think it. Man. Those two never well, maybe go the against Olympics each other. You know? Like they never go against each other, even in practice. Well, Jokic right. care. I know Murray would. I believe Murray would care about. It. I don't know if Jokic would care about that matchup. I think he would, man. I think he would. <laughs> think he would. I mean, representing your country, all. Yeah, this. I just think it's more about playing for Serbia. Right. Yeah. And I think Jamal would make him too. You know, and like in a fun way. Like he would talk shit. Yeah. He would be like, yeah. "Hey, man, we're not doing the. No, like we're both on the floor together. I'm ready for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I love it, man. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, let's get into some of this. Whose profile is going to rise? Michael Malone. Who's going to be famous? Who's going to be significantly more famous next year? I got a take on that. We'll get to it, guys. If you're going to Vegas, you're looking for some place to stay. Check out Circa Resort and Casino. We, of course, stayed there during Summer League. It's the best place in Vegas to stay. Um, the world's largest sports book is at Circa. Three-story stadium style. 
They got restaurants right there at the sports book, Victory Burger, Project Barbecue, tons of VIP seating. They got an awesome casino, 7,000 square feet with two levels. Then they also have Stadium Swim, the best place to watch sports in Vegas. 4,000 person capacity, just massive, massive screens. Circa's awesome. Uh, I know if I'm going back to Vegas anytime soon, I'm going to be staying at Circa. Uh, if you're heading out there for maybe Broncos, Raiders, Avs, Golden Knights, Pac-12 tournament, make sure you're staying at Circa. Use code DNVR20 for 20% off your stay. That's a great discount. Uh, you can also download the Circa Sports app, circasports.com. Uh, download that app available in Colorado. But if you're heading out to Vegas, stay at Circa. Beautiful casino, beautiful resort, brand new. As nice as any of the really expensive rooms on the strip. Use code DMVR20 for 20% off. I'm diversifying my sports watching portfolio these days, fellas. Did tap into some tennis along with wind, but I'm watching a lot of soccer. Tapping into the MLS. Isn't it funny how Tiafo is like my favorite tennis player now? Because he wore a contagious Because he wore a Casey jersey. I'm all in, man. Easy. <laughs> Who? Easy. Don't do this to me. TFO. He lost last night. I know. Loss. I saw he lost. It was crushing to me. Are you kidding? Of course I know. It was a, great, it was a know. great match. But I got to talk to you about my other new love, which is soccer. I'm digging the state of the MLS these days. And of course, there is an MLS team right here in Colorado. Soccer does a great job with the fan base, you know, just cultivating community. It's kind of the whole point of it, belonging to these clubs, uh, enjoying it together. And you know, that's, that's our stuff right here at DNVR. We love it. The North Boundary at Dick Sporting Goods Park is the newest addition to the Colorado Rapids game day experience. The only field level patio in Denver sports. It's a space for fans to gather and take in the action. Check it out. Each ticket to the patio at the North Boundary includes a drink voucher. Learn more at coloradorapids.com slash North Boundary. Tickets are available now at coloradorapids.com. Up the pids, baby. Up the pids. All right. Back here. Segment two, DMVR Nuggets podcast. Um... So we talk about we've talked about a lot of like who's going to have good years. We talk about Jamal Murray and Michael yeah. Porter really having good years this year. I think that's very strong case that one, if not both of them, make kind of a statistical leaps this year. But when we think about fame, we think about who's just going to enter the spotlight. I think there is a really good chance that Jamal Murray maybe becomes the face of the Denver Nuggets, in part because Jokic doesn't want it. I think there's going to be an extra attention to Jokic, you know, this year. And I just wonder if Jamal Murray is the, becomes the guy that steps in front of the camera, steps in front for Jokic, and then just becomes the marketing face of the Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, if he wants to go after that contract extension and get that Supermax, then he's going to go after one of the all-NBA teams. So he might even be campaigning. Yeah, which is fine. I think that right. if, if you want to earn the money, then that's what you got to do. So I think for him, if he's able to get his level of play, and I think I said this already like previously other places, but... If he gets like 23-4, 23-5 and 7, like around there, 23-5 and 6 over the course of the season, makes 13 all NBA, all of a sudden now he's in the conversation. Is he one of the 15 best players so far this regular season or like edging towards top 12? Then I think that would raise his profile, the Nuggets profile, but then he would be distorted. Watch, because everybody already knows Joker's the best in the world at this point. Yeah, I thought you even saw it a little bit last year in the playoffs. Hmm. Nikola Jokic was propping Jamal Murray up at times as the face of the Nuggets. Right, right. Nikola Jokic had quotes during the playoffs about how Jamal Murray is our leader right. and we're following him. So I think this has already been put in motion a little bit. And yeah, coming back next season, I think obviously it's going to be the year Jamal Murray. I think he's going to start really quick. 
and he wants to be the face. Like he wants to be the front man for the Nuggets. He wants to be the voice. So I, I think it's all kind of just going to come together and he is going to be like the leader. And yeah, if some national TV network wants to do a one-on-one interview, it's going to be with Jamal. You know, yeah. he's going to be the guy available for that. I think the whole league too, fan base included, is actually where I'm going with this. There's just a premier, perimeter-oriented kind of vibe. And I, I think... A perimeter-oriented? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think there's a there's a, a group of fans that just gravitate to that, right? Even mm-hmm. in a... So let, like, let's say you don't watch the Nuggets every day the way we do. You can understand that Jokic is the most important and best player. Your favorite part of watching the Nuggets might still be Jamal Murray cooking, right? And then the interviews and then him screaming and calling out his, you know, bang and pointing at Mike Breen. Like, that's the kind of stuff that a lot of people can latch on to without needing to understand the team the way we do. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to, like, connect with with athletes as a fan. But as a big man, I can only think of Shaq in the last, like, 25, maybe even 30 years. I can only think of Shaq as a guy people loved and was super popular, but they didn't love him in the way that were like, I'm like Shaq. You know, nobody because nobody's like Shaq. It was right. almost like he was this other. It's like right. Zion in, right. in this way, where you're not going out and doing the Zion because you can't. Right. So, but you like him in this different way. But who's the second most popular big man? And I don't mean good. I just mean like marketable big man of the last thirty years. Probably Dwight well, Howard. Yeah, I can say Dwight Howard. Yeah, the Superman. The Superman yeah, era. All that stuff. But yeah. even he was he like that right. marketable? Kids are getting he was on like the this floor. character. I saw yeah. Kobe do this. I'm gonna try this. Well, that's why Steph has been the face yeah. of the league, you know, for the last several years and the face of the younger generation. Right. Because you yeah. can go out and shoot threes like Steph Curry. But I'm like, but, if a lot of people were really zeroing in on the Nuggets for the first time in the Western Conference Finals, Jokic was a historically great player. But there was so much of man, this Murray guy whips ass. And here's I, and here's the know? thing: I actually think if we just forget talent for a second, yeah. forget impact, because Murray is hard to quantify, right? Like he's so great in playoffs and this and that. But let's forget all of that. If we just talk about interesting and entertaining personalities amongst Murray caliber players and above, or good 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 players and above. I actually think he might be among the most marketable. Donovan Mitchell, to me, is he charismatic? Is he there's that a little bit? He's got a little bit of that. I think Jamal Murray's more. Shea Gilgis Alexander, he's kind of quiet. He's got the fashion thing, mm-hmm. but is he that compelling of an interview? He's kind of dry. About this with New Balance, obviously he's in the Denver Jack Harlow. They're on the New Balance mm-hmm. roster together. They're in that music video together. But Kawhi's getting older, man, and Kawhi's playing less and less. And the last title was won in Denver. And I'm, you know. Does New Balance look at this and go, hey, who's the new face? They should. Jamal Murray. No, he might not be in the market. I mean, there is sure, there, I'm sure. just the sneaky thing about shoes mm-hmm. is like Kawhi's in I LA. I don't know how this that. stuff works, but I'm saying like that's there are ways he can level up like that, you know? I just yeah. think charismatic-wise, Murray is so charismatic. He's so interesting. It's untapped inter- interest. Mm-hmm. But to me, he's a good trash talker. Yep. He play, his game is sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got this like confidence to him that very few players have. This a type of players can, like Shea is quiet confidence, sure. but Jamal is screaming confidence. You know, and I just think that's an attractive marketing and thing. He has a bag as well, like right. the, you know the spinning jumpers, getting to he's the He's got rim, things, yeah. The lays, the headsies, the step even backs, dunks. All like that. he's got dunks. Like Steph right. as great as he is, mm-hmm. Murray still you can market him as a guy that posters people. Mm-hmm. At least he used to. Yeah. Well, I think we see that again this year, too, because if we're going to be two years full, two right. seasons for moving from the right. UCLA. That's a good point. He's interesting, too, off the court. I think he's so interesting. He's got Very a great story. He's got the whole background with his dad, mm-hmm. Bruce Lee. 
Yeah. Small town in Kitchener. Like he's got his a interview, nice backstory too. How high was the interview on our playoff moment list? Top three? Was it? No. Oh well. First of all, he. Was, I was thinking about this the other day. Murray was six out of ten of our top. Yeah. Playoff moments of this yeah. era. He was he was wow. the main guy in six out of ten. And yeah. there and he missed two playoff runs. There's and I mean, listen, I moved to Denver because I thought Jokic was yeah. so good. But since I got here, so you sometimes you go to Ball Arena and it's man tonight was great because. Jamal was yeah. screaming in Dylan Brooks's face <laughs> and he dropped 30 and that's the yeah. story that's what we're talking about that's what we're writing about and that's fun too man and that the Nuggets have both we can see it so clearly in ways other people are just now starting right. to this is a duo they're fun to think about together in the yin and the yang and what they provide and and that's why there's room for this conversation mm -hmm. I and I wonder like I was trying to think of who Who's the most recent second best player on a team who was the number one most popular player? Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, but Kobe was, uh, I mean, on a level Steph above. Steph Curry. But he was a level above. Steph established before KD arrived mm -hmm. and arguably was better. I, I mean, that's like, better, it, yeah. it might have been yeah. better anyway. But, um, but, but, but you know what? It might be Westbrook. Like Westbrook and KD together. Westbrook was insanely popular mm -hmm. as a as it a similar, player. It was kind of similar to what we're describing. So maybe so maybe it is. There is some precedent for it. I just think Murray to me the we know the national media had not latched on to Jokic, and that means that the marketing execs and stuff they just look at data and they're like, oh, nobody's interested in the Nuggets. Well, it turns out because they weren't given an opportunity right. to be interested in the Nuggets. Now that opportunity is there. Thirty plus. TV, national TV games, reigning champs, all mm -hmm. this different stuff. I just wonder if the numbers are going to come in this year. And when I say numbers, I mean the marketing execs and everybody else is going to go, man, there's an appetite for Jamal Murray. He mm -hmm. is actually a very famous player. And the curve for him goes like this. Worldwide Wob after the bubble said Jamal Murray was his favorite player in right. the NBA. And I remember going like, Man, that's kind of crazy. Your favorite player well, of all the man. guys. He went from picking them out in the first round to having Jamal as his favorite player. <laughs> no, well, other, other way, way around, around sadly. Yeah. Other way around. This was from the bubble. But Wob is a guy who oh, watches <laughs> as much basketball as anyone. And so sometimes it's like, oh, this is how more people would feel if they right. just watched as much as he did. Well, what do you, what do you think about this? So when I thought Weird. about this question, in terms of raising their profile, in terms of their value, and because of his personality, Aaron Gordon. I think what Aaron Gordon was able to do through the playoffs in terms of showing his yeah. value on both sides of the ball, executing, got, what, 27 points one in the game versus the Lakers, had a great, really good series defensively, especially versus the Heat. And then now, and then you, Aaron Gordon, man of the people, going to Serbia, you know, <laughs> he's walking in the street of Denver after winning a championship. Dude, I was watching the MMA fighter Justin Gaethy, is that his name? Yeah. Trades in Colorado, and he posted a video last night, I think, and his buddies in the background in an Aaron Gordon hey. Nuggets right. championship yeah. jersey. and it's Wearing the number 50. Like, do you know how cool you have to be to wear a jersey That's with the number so 50? <laughs> and like, so 50 true. is a terrible number. But it, you know what, though? It's kind of becomes cool. This is what winning he's, does for he's you. He's made it That's cool what I mean. because he's won in it and right. he's so cool. So yeah. swipe a Not a lot of people can pull off 50, So though. true, so man. your point, I think we can actually start talking about now can Aaron Gordon sneak onto an all-defense team? Because I think prior, it was only we see this. Yeah. But now, he's in people's minds. He just had right. that run guarding those guys. It runs through Denver. So I get what you're saying with room to level up. Like, mm -hmm. people can start looking at him differently now. But even beyond, those are accolades, which I agree with you. I mean, but there is a difference between accolades and just, like, cloud, I guess. And on our show yesterday, Swipa, we did we were doing guys across the NBA that have a chance to rise, and we comped like half of them to Aaron Gordon. Mm. But that's what I think Aaron Gordon's 
rises, it's less about clout and less about popularity and this or that. And it's more about he becomes the Trevor Ariza. He becomes the Andrew Wiggins. He becomes mm. the guy that everyone's like, man, we got to find ourselves right. a... Right. And then every role player's comp to him. Yeah. You know who I think has room in this discussion inspired we'll by... We'll table our, it. Oh, sorry. Let's go, to the next, let's go to the next segment. Let's take a break and let's... Uh, next segment, we'll get to yours. Got you. Guys, with Splash Sports, DNVR has a weekly pickaxe contest this for is dope. everybody to participate for real money. So you're picking NFL games against the DNVR fam, against us too. This, this is a really cool concept. Yeah, you go through the entire slate of NFL games yeah. and you just pick who's going to win. You just pick every Easy. single one. And then there's a tiebreaker at the end where the Monday night game, you pick the score and it's $20 to sign up. And there's cash prizes. So the more people sign up, the bigger the cash prize. I think this thing is going to grow every week. I like gambling on football on NFL, but this is one where it's like you're gambling against us. Right. You're betting against us. So it's like, it's especially fun. Yeah. So you can sign up for this now ahead of week one, splashsports.com slash DNVR, 20 bucks. And then like Adam said, you just pick all the games. Uh, we'll be running weekly contests all year. Tight. Uh, 20 bucks every week. I used to do this, by the way. For football, when I was a, a little kid, this is what I would open up the Sunday paper with my dad, and we would pick every single game. It was, yeah. so it's like oh, kind of, of like a little tradition but, thing, you know? Nice. I love it. This is my favorite type of gambling. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, sign up to be in this with us. Splashsports.com slash DNVR. Link is in the description as well. Splashsports.com slash DNVR. We'll have different contests coming out throughout the whole season. So, uh, can't wait to compete against you guys. Be sure to click the link. Sign up uh, before the game start this week. Yeah, compete with and against your buddies if you guys want a spot to hang out and talk a little trash. How about Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years? Offering handmade mission-style burritos, bowls, tacos, taquitos. And here's the thing. Some, uh, we'll just say competitors, although that word is doing a lot of heavy lifting. They don't have a full bar. Illegal Pete's does happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. That's a bit of a stretch for happy hour, too. They just five hours every day. Uh, it just sounds like happy times at Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers for 28 years. All righty, we're back. Who was yours? So you have somebody you wanted to nominate. Yeah, Michael Malone. And yep, he's on the list. And inspired by Harrison Wynn's uh, round ta hour roundtable, curated by Harrison Wynn, that you can read, right? Is that Die Hard Only? Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Die Hard Only up on the site right now. Shouts to all of our Die Hards, keeping us uh, in, in business. I, don't, you got, I, won't, I won't give all the secrets away, but a little insight into my take. I, I think Michael Malone can win a Coach of the Year now. And I he's not going to catch up. He's not going to catch people by surprise, right? right? It's not gonna, the argument isn't going to be, wow, how are the Nuggets a one seed? Because they have been. But what's changed? I think people think of Malone as a borderline elite coach now. And he also is so savvy with the media. Here's a take. Maybe he's going to get a little inspired by what's going on in Boulder. Turn up the heat a little bit on the microphone. <laughs> and I think he the can stay effect. in the conversation. And as the Nuggets are a one seed again... You just go, and maybe Jokic isn't the MVP that year. Maybe it's easy for voters to go, you know who needs a little love here? It's Michael Malone, an established winner. I'm, I'm, I love this take, but I got to just interject here and say, we've been talking about this a lot, so it's not news to you, but it's news to our audience. I'm so obsessed with Coach Prime. Really? I'm obsessed with it. I can't stop watching it. And I'm telling you, I watched his entire presser that we have up on our YouTube channel. I watched the entire 25-minute presser 
including like there's commercials that mm-hmm. keep popping. Sat through them all. I didn't care. He's so compelling to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. He could talk for two hours about anything, and I'm just so compelled. <laughs> I'm saying Malone, and by the way, it's already happened, but Malone might look around and be like, where are my t-shirts? Let's get the merch flow. Oh, I hope so. You know? That's where we come in, Moach. Moach, hit us up. Take we got out. you, Have man. Have you seen that shirt? Have you seen it? On the way out? <laughs> uh, what do you think? Malone takes a, play, a page out of uh, Prime's playbook? I don't think he does that. I think <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, you are yeah. Okay. Swipe think, it, turn it up, man. Be like, come on, bro. <laughs> no, I think he'll be true to himself yeah, for sure. Yeah, for but sure. I do think that energy you saw from the parade is going to continue. Right, right, right. I don't know if he's going to be outright like declaring them they're going to win a championship type thing. But I think the thing about Malone is Malone never ever got full credit for how good the Nuggets were. There was always like, Jokic is just that good on court ratings, and then when he's off, they suck. So is that just him type thing? So for me, I think Malone is going to be able to establish himself as a bona fide top five to four coach in the NBA for the foreseeable future. Doc Rivers won one in 2008. He was certified. And now he got jobs for the next 14 years. Right, exactly. Exactly. So I think with Malone is you earn a ring, especially the way you did it, changing up your personnel, the scheme variation, the coverages behind Jokic and the, you know, when they're playing up at the level, all that stuff. Like I think that stuff is what people gravitated towards. And now with the persona and the ring, it's like he's going to be the number one seed again. He didn't get it last year because obviously the Kings took a major step. This might be his year. I think for the coach of the year, it certainly has a great chance of happening this year. D-Line, of course, our colleague, is on record predicting it. He thinks it is going to happen. I certainly think he's going to be in the conversation for it. But here's something about fame. 33 games on national television this year? Yep. 33 sideline reports featuring one Michael Malone. Right. That's a lot of camera time. Wait, wait. Are we getting the walking sideline reports that came I up hope in the not. playoffs? Yeah, the play, that's a playoff special. <laughs> I just mean end of first quarter because we know Mo is really good at that. Yeah, he doesn't get a ton of them. He might be the best in the NBA at the, like, coach, Even what did you see up there? Even when he doesn't have a voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just gives you a little bit of that, like, coach yeah. speak that everybody oh, yeah. loves because he's breaking the game down in a way he that's like. He secretly wants to talk, even if it sounds like he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Into it, you know? and, and then he, he'll give a little basketball lingo in there kind of give you a little insight that people kind of dig but then he also has the little we look like the washington generals out there like yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what is his <laughs> other one about uh oh it's a shootout at the shootout okay, at the corral. okay corral, corral cassidy yeah, 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 yeah. he might and i'm telling you i wouldn't even be surprised in fact this is you're right keystone Moch, cops Moch does need to hit us up you need a, a Moch, you're leaving money on the table this is here what we do Moch. you're leaving money on the it's table this is do. what we do I'm this is kind saying, of our thing yeah. We should workshop some new phrases and sayings that he can introduce Could this year. Could you bring him a DNVR t-shirt? Could we? Could you wear like a, a Michael Malone DNVR t-shirt to, the, to media day? <laughs> no, why not? Who cares? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's try it. But he does need a couple Just new phrases. I mean, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Great. Great phrase. Yeah. Kind of getting a little worn out. We get a little worn out, yeah. yeah. And so he, he debuted them to the national media now, so right. he does have to diversify right, right. a little he, bit. He needs a new couple go-tos, yeah. and I'm sure he'll be ready. Like, you, I'm sure he's prepping right you, now. What happens if he comes out with put that in your pipe and smoke it and opening night against the Lakers? Come on, man. It's like it's old. Yeah. That's, come on. That's I don't know last if that's going to hit quite it's the same. It's not going to hit. <laughs> yeah. But you got a new one. You yes. got a new one for us, and it's we're all in. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, Michael Malone, I agree with everything you guys said. And what Swipe has said, if the Nuggets come out and get the one seed again, and Michael Malone has this team refocused and yeah. re-energized coming off a championship, which is hard to do. Right. Every team has a championship hangover. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're the Warriors, if you're the Heat. No matter what star you're, that's leading you, 
every team has a championship hangover. If he is able to get them refocused and they get the one seed and look as dominant and consistent throughout most of the regular season as they looked last year, he's winning coach of the year. He, he definitely is. And Michael Malone throughout the Nicole Jokic era has been the voice of the Nuggets. You know, he has been the face and the voice. And you've kind of always felt like, similar to Greg Popovich, like he was the voice and the face of the Spurs. Like everything Greg Popovich said. He might have, he might have been the most famous Spur, to be honest. Yeah. Everything was, Greg but... Popovich said, you felt like that's what was coming from right. the Spurs locker room. And whether or not... And everything Michael Malone said... Some of it, I think, is coming from the Nuggets locker room. <laughs> Some of it is just coming from him. But he has that lead voice in the same way that Greg Popovich did. And I think that's just going to continue this season, even if Jamal Murray takes on a bigger leadership role. And, um, yeah, I mean, he is positioned to have a massive glow up. It's mm -hmm. the career opportunity of a lifetime. It's not even about is he the same caliber of coach as Popovich. Doesn't matter. The dynamic you described is accurate. And I think he can look at this and as much as you want it to be like authentic about the players, it can also be what's the single best thing I could do for my career and my coaching legacy is be that guy, right? Is be that guy. And I don't, he can do that without being outside of himself because it's organically developed that way as wind pointed out. So anyway, I just think he's a guy that I couldn't believe logging on during that playoff run, how many fan bases were chiming in. Man, that's a guy I would play for. Right. You know? Right. Man, I wish that guy was in charge yeah. of our team. So Malone does have a lot of things though. Like he always says the things he'll say in the press are the same things that he would say in the locker room right. or to the guy's face or whatever. And I've always believed him on it. But it wasn't until again, going back to Coach Prime, watching his his presser the other day, he was asked about Kamani uh McLean, who is, is that did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. Who was like a freshman, a true freshman who had a lot of hype, but isn't playing. And he, somebody asked him about like how he's coming along, right. and Coach Prime goes, "He's got to get himself ready." Like, and it was so like harsh. And mm -hmm. I remember, but then I was thinking, like, I'm sure that's just exactly what he told him, so mm -hmm. he doesn't mind saying I it because it's like that's what he the says truth. about Michael Porter every first <laughs> kind of right. <laughs> that's Even true. in the finals, we were like pretty good defense. He's like, "We're not cheerleading for Michael Porter." <laughs> that's his job, you know. There is a little bit of like he needs to get out there and do it. Yeah, and, and it's just good coaching, I guess. Um, let's get to Jokic though. Um, because I do wonder, one of my questions, Swipe, is he doesn't like fame. We know this. He doesn't like the spotlight that much. I do think he would welcome some of it when it comes to marketing, but I don't think he wants it to the degree that might be coming for him this year. I think he might have to be in front of the Rachel Nicholses and the Ramona Shelburne's and the Brian Windhorse. I think he's going to have to be in front of them a little bit more mm. this year than ever before. When's the last time the face of the league was not a media guy? Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. He was the face of the league. Oh, not the face of the league. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm sorry. The face yeah. of the league has never been a guy like that. Right. So I think what Jokic is, I think Jokic will be open to doing more things. Possibly, we'll see. But honestly, like I don't. I think if anything, what I've seen shift over the course of the playoffs is that the media is now curating content around Joker instead of them asking him to get involved with what they're doing. Oh, they're like, we don't need him to quote. We, we'll just do stuff. Yeah, yeah we're just, yeah. we're going to build the storyline about the, you know, don't doubt the yeah. fat boy type deal. Right. And then we're going to build this entire storyline. That way it looks like we're telling the story of the best player without him being directly involved in it because now people are that interested in seeing him in the Nuggets play. And if they, dom again, if they go on into the All-Star break and they're sitting at like, you know, or post-All-Star break and they're 45 and 19 again right. or whatever else like that, I think at that point, 
I think everybody's going to be trying to build and get ready for what's about to happen, which is another championship run. And a lot of the beats that are tired to us, they like ESPN has yet to play at all. And the reluctant hero kind mm -hmm. of note, I don't know why I'm doing this twice in a show. Go back to New Balance and Kawhi. They really understood that he had this weird reputation as hilarious for like unintentionally fun yeah. guy. And they did, they built yeah. their campaign. How long did that last? Bro? I understand. Well, he but, didn't play. That's why. Yeah, yeah. 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 But they built, they figured out how to market that. Right. And it worked. Well, remember so, they tried to make him the King of LA in the new, new balance video. If they won a championship, it would have got much, right. much, much worse. Right. But, but you know, the Lee can do yeah. kind of that. Like, right. okay, we'll lean into this. He's from, another part of the world he doesn't really want to be here but look how good he is they can do you remember do that. the nike commercial after the finals what did what did they say uh it was like the screen a black screen they just it just basically he's like, no joke or something right yeah, yeah it was just yeah, something yeah. real simple yeah, exactly. right they yeah. just covered his personality so it, i think to your point that's yeah, just what they would do exactly yeah here's he's yokes in the territory now where he's chasing ghosts because you, once you win the one title you're kind of like you're you're fine now the worst you can be is not as great as some other great. But he's yeah. already in this conversation where it's like he's not falling below that. But now he has a chance to win a third MVP and deserve a, f and would have deserved four, but mm -hmm. had three, which is like, I will call that a full three, <laughs> meaning it's not a questionable three. Right. It's like no, he actually could have had four. Only eight players in history have it three NBA uh, uh, MVPs. And then only a handful have four. The three are Bird, Moses Malone, and Magic. So he, a third one would put him in that territory. And then the fourth one puts you in the LeBron and Wilt category, yeah. which is mm -hmm. insane. A fifth one, Jordan and well, Russell. Well, Jokic is never in Wilt categories. Who are we kidding, right? <laughs> fifth would be Jordan and Russell, and sixth, only Kareem. So at this moment, all the names, Moses Malone is the worst player we've mentioned on that entire list, which is, I guess you could say there's one guy who's sort of not unanimously, unanimously in the top ten. Every other player is unanimously in the top ten. One more. One yeah. more. And I mean, next year might be the easiest year that's, for him to do it. That's exactly what I think. I think <laughs> that because of the way last year went yeah. and then the postseason run, now he's the favorite. I think now everybody is going to be trying to jump on the right side of history and be mm. like, we of knew course. Joker was that one. We knew he was the best player. And then they're going to give it to him because the numbers are going to be insane. The efficiency is going to be insane. And now what's funny is everybody, because they have these playoff runs in the back of their mind, if his regular season numbers are 24, 12, and 10 again, it's like, well, we know he's just gearing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. And it's like everything gets inverted exactly. perfectly. All the old also, arguments. The, mar the march off between him and ESPN when they're like, no, take the MVP. And he's like, no. <laughs> I'm not shooting for yeah. three weeks. It's going to yeah. be awesome. I can't wait for it. Um, all right, let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to get the hot box and hot takes last. But first, I have to ask Swipa, what do we do now? As respect Twitter, what do we do now that Jokic is fully respected or as close as you can reasonably expect a person to get? Well, I think people... Hold on, well, we got to do a break. we got to do a break, and then we'll come back to it. He's like, I'm trying. ready for this one. This is what I came here for. When you get hurt, guys, Bax and Shanker is here to help. You've probably seen their faces on any bus in Colorado. Not just in Denver. They got them in Boulder, too. They're not on the buses. You can't chase them. They're not there. <laughs> uh, but Bax and Shanker, they win for Colorado families. They've been helping those seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. And you, you don't pay them any money until they win your case. No upfront fees. No fees while I work on your case. No fees unless they win your case. And they've won over $1 billion for their clients. They've got 30 lawyers on staff, 100 total staff members, neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, Fort Collins, 
They help with all kinds of injury cases where you were not fault, if you're injured in a car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Give them a call. They have the easiest number to remember, 222-2222, to find out if you have a case for free. Baxton Shanker wins. I don't want to step on swipe a cam's corner here, but I'm going to talk about sunglasses for a minute. To just, uh, take on the, the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather. I've always felt like you shouldn't have to spend a million bucks to look like a million bucks and feel like a million bucks. Get that all done with Shady Rays where you can shop with no risk because if you don't like the way it looks, you can exchange for a new pair or just return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. They've also got a great deal for our listeners. Seriously, focus in on this on this uh, deal here. ShadyRays.com, code DNVR, 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. That is half off your order. No excuse if you're looking for new sunglasses not to try it with Shady Rays. Use code DNVR. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Alrighty, and we are back. All right, you're ready to go. What is what does respect Twitter do now? Because and do you first of all do you agree with the premise? There's like four people out there. I think Mark Jones is one of them. There's like it's like hardly anybody mm -hmm. that is not fully on the like yo we were wrong about Jokic. Mm -hmm. Everybody else kind of is like dude's better than I thought. Yeah, so I think to clarify this thing with Joker because for me it was. I think that there are things that matter in basketball. I think playmaking, efficiency, and then I think if you're able to be an elite floor raiser, those things have always mattered. Jordan, Braun, Magic, whenever you think of the greatest players ever, Larry Bird, even Kobe, like Steph. And so when people would talk about Joker, it was always like this thing like, well, but with him. It was always a well, but. You know what I mean? There was never a full acceptance of even what you were seeing. So now at this point, everybody realizes that if push comes to shove, he can outdog you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Now you get into a playoff setting with him. It's like you want to go 1v1 in him down the stretch. Well, Joker can take it. Like, he can do it with Anthony Davis on the court, Jimmy Butler on the court, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, right. Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, whoever. And I think now the, the conversation around Joker becomes, for me this season, if Joker is able to go on another run, he starts to put himself in that inevitable conversation, which is like your Jordan which is Bird in the 80s, which is when you had LeBron in the 2010s, which is when you had kind of Steph and Durant, but not really because they were pairing. What I see, mean inevitable is you get into a playoff series with these dudes, you don't feel confident that you can beat them. Until the end of game seven, right? right? Or whatever the culture right. was. Until so I think moment. that's what the next step is for Joker. I, I count the thing with Giannis, because of that 21 run, you know, played versus the Hawks, played the Nets without Kyrie, and then obviously James Harden didn't have a quad. So I think even in that run afterwards, I don't think people could expect that of him because of the, you know, we just seen a lot of failures from him. But if Joker, he's averaging 27, 12, and seven in the course of his career, I think something can be said about so that. Here's what I so here's what I think. If I'm understanding how you're answering this yeah. question is, everybody has grown to respect Jokic at present. Yeah. But you see Jokic at future, right. which is even higher. So it's almost like you are now moving the goalposts mm -hmm. because you're saying, yes, yes. You guys are all on board with where I was last year. Right. right. But I'm going somewhere new, which is that this is an era, not yeah. just a year. Right. Well, if you – so he's got these two MVPs in a row, almost three. Let's say he gets one this year, and he, and he wins another title at some point in the next two years. That's a stretch that the very best players in basketball that, – that's a tier 1A, as good of a five- to six-year stretch as we've seen. And so – If you only get the two titles – 
to, to historically two titles with three MVPs. With three MVPs. Oh, I see. Like, yeah, I'm just talking see. about like Bird, like, right. Russell, like Jordan. There's very magic, magic very limited. Yeah. Of that, that's kind of what I'm both right. of these things, right? And like it's so the the indisputable, undeniable. That's the thing. I mean, a lot of the stuff even we were talking about feels outdated and cold, right? I remember when everyone was excited to say he could be a top 20 player on a podcast in Denver. And now I'm like, sure, of course. Mm -hmm. Like, why, what's his case for not being a top 20? So there is there is the we're on to the next already. I think I'm with you, which is, yeah, he's one of the very best players ever. And yeah. I, I think time will tell that story. Yeah. I want Nikola Jokic to go on such a run and he is already on that run, that the NBA has to change its rules for him. <laughs> no and, kicked balls. And I think the first yeah. one that's coming is no kicked balls. No way, man. It's going to be like you kick a ball, it's a one free throw. It's going to be the Nikola Jokic rule. Um, I can't think of the next one. <laughs> it's going to be something about contact, which is going to be the worst thing ever, is if they somehow... Because he creates a lot of contact inside. Yeah. And if they don't wing. allow bigs defensively like to use any contact. It could be the chicken wing. The chicken wing. You have yeah. to do one national interview on camera per week. <laughs> <laughs> Has to do these things. Um, I, I think I'm with you, though. <laughs> Respect Twitter. That is how it comes back, including us all being a part of it. You have to look your man in, in the some, eye when you pass it to him. Where it's like people are going to start saying, like, man, Jokic is one of the best players of this era. It's going to be like, all right, hold up. Right. Hold up. That's not accurate. That's not accurate, and they're gonna, and they'll throw somebody in there that just annoys you. You know, well, it's Adam, gonna, you're you're the Jokic guy, so I feel like I should, oh, we should be asking yeah. you this question. Hell yeah, yeah. Like, we don't need this. him getting. Uh, that, you on know a what? Well, a good I mean, point. I am the Jokic guy. Like you good. know, I think years ago you obviously <laughs> well, sure, predicted sure. this and all that. So I'm saying for you then, as you're looking at going into his age 28 season off of a title with a healthy team around him. For you, what do you think then should be the next step of expectation from those that are in the Jokic camp? So I think that they're in the point now, and you're. I love that you brought up LeBron because LeBron in his peak, we weren't <laughs> talking about could win. We were talking about should win. And I kind of feel that way as I'm going through and just looking at this year. Should is always tough because basketball, you know, health mm -hmm. and everything else has to go mm -hmm. right and all these different things. But I do look at it and I go, the Nuggets should win. They're yeah. the team. They're not. They're, it's not a could. It's a should. They're the best team. They have their five back. Jokic should go up a whole other level. Murray should go up maybe two levels. And I think that's where we're kind of at. So yeah. it's to me, Jokic is a caliber player to be to go even higher than where he is right now, which is like a consensus top twenty guy for most people. Top twenty guy. He has the ability to go higher. But why I love sports is it doesn't mean he will. He has to hit those shots. He has to come up big in those moments. He has to do it, and he has the ability to, and I think likelihood, but that's why sports are great. Don't you, I mean, don't you think we're already at a, a spot where in big moments, if he misses a shot, I mean, people audibly gasp. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't it, matter if it's a big... Every time he misses dude, a shot. Except, except a free throw. Yeah, yeah, except for free throw. Yeah, yeah. Every <laughs> time he misses a shot, you're like, oh, no, damn. Adam has, on the live stream, damn. he misses one read. Adam's like... <gasps> I know, I'm like, I can't like, believe he, he did it. Or he's like late on the... Perfect. Yeah, yeah. But you want to know the ultimate game winner that was like... If you had a probability of it going in... Which year? What year? Say the year first. If I say it, you'll know. All right. Uh, who's he playing? 2020. 
Utah game seven. Okay. The fall away that he hit, yeah. it was perfectly in the center. Yeah. Where like he had the mar- the most margin for error possible. Right. It was yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, of course. That was the most pressure filled moment of the most pressure filled series. That, that's the thing. You you and he switched it there perfect. Are, there are certain players that, that I love that framing. They just clear the threshold of your hoping for it is the expectation. It is inevitable was your word, which is great. It's perfect. And I honestly feel like that was really the crux of the Nuggets fan experience, which is we have watched every game and he comes up big every single effing time. He will come up big again. And we know that in our blood. But but think about this. So I think the thing like, have you ever seen like what Giannis did? This is not making fun, just facts. Like at the end of game five, when he missed 13 free throws, he gets the ball off the jump ball and literally throws the ball yeah, sure. almost out of bounds. Right. You've never, ever, yeah. ever seen Joker respond like that. So I think that's the thing is if Joker is like past, but like he was trying to, like LeBron to Kyle Korver, like, you know, making a good play type thing. I think the thing with Joker about the inevitable point is like when Jordan came out in the playoff, you heard that theme song. It was the, the series was already gone. Like, <laughs> Tom Brady with two minutes left in the fourth. Exactly. Uh, you you know, shouldn't have let him have the yeah, ball. Right. Yeah, you're more like <laughs> exactly. risking your own <laughs> scoring because you're like, we can't give him the ball That's back. How we feel. But can I tell you though that sometimes we've arrived and we haven't realized it yet? You know why I think we might already be there? And next year was where should the Nuggets go on to yeah. win again, where it's going to be solidified. LeBron James. LeBron yeah, James yeah, yeah. in his post game commentary after game four basically said Jokic is inevitable. Now he didn't well, say he, those he words. retired. <laughs> well, also, he, retired. He, did he also retired after game he did four. retire but but more than anything what did he say he said all you can do is tip your hat he was basically saying it wasn't about what we did there yeah. was nothing we could do he was inevitable yeah, right. now he didn't say it in those fra- in those terms but to me the greatest player arguable of all time but certainly the greatest player of a generation saying all i can do is tip my hat to him that sounds like what yeah. they used to say about michael right mm-hmm. to go back to your earlier point though that's why everything that happened this last year was so gratifying was because they should have done that. They were the best team. Right, right. Right. They, in my opinion, should have dominated on their road to the championship. And they did going 16 and four. Like Nicole Jokic was the best player. He should have been the best player. And, you know, in the end, like in the playoffs, he was head and shoulders above everyone. But it, it worked out how it should have. And I'm there on in, in a slightly smaller scale with Jamal, too, now of just, oh, in a playoff series. I'm like, all right, if he if he if it's a close game and he's feeling it and he rises up, I'm like, yeah, that's in. Dude. Yeah, it's in. That's in. Yeah. So it's it's I think Jokic kind of low key was there for a while. But the team Jamal meeting him there has really allowed us to right. just expect the wins. I've got I've, you got go for it. Well, I, I have a basketball question for you. Okay, so, can I? Okay, go, go for ahead. it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, save it though, because I don't want you yeah, to lose yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. But I have a take, and I was thinking about this also last night. That it's possible. Well, only time will tell. It's possible that the Steph and LeBron eras came to a close, and that LeBron won it in a four-four draw, but he won the in the conference semis last year, Mm -hmm. but that unbeknownst to them and us at the time, both of their eras were up. Like you think about, we always, LeBron has four, Steph has four. They hadn't really played each other when they both were ready to go. Last year was the year. They both played each other. Mm -hmm. LeBron came out victorious in a very well-fought series between Mm -hmm. both guys. The difference was both of them were outclassed by Jokic and that the Jokic era may have started. There's oftentimes with the all-time greats, their peaks coincide with the ending of the previous era's peak. Right. And I just wonder if 
a year from now, it might have already happened. And again, we don't realize That's it. A, a year from point. now, we look at it and go, you know when the LeBron era ended? When they got swept by Jokic and the Jokic era began. It would be it's, a kind of perfect, complete It's ending. such a funny thing he said that. So I we just went through the top 20 all time. And I've been through all like the last basically four decades. Like, so you had Moses won 83, but he won his last MVP basically 81. So Moses won 83. Jordan comes in in 84. Bird, 86 team, that crazy right. know, four yeah. Hall, Hall of Fame players. But it has the back injury. Magic, 87, MVP, went right. to championship again. But then he, obviously, HIV, all that stuff, falls off. And next thing you know, Jordan goes on this dumb run. But then when Jordan... And by the way, to, Jordan beat Magic in right, 90, 91. So it was a little bit right. of a exactly. handing off. that's it. And then remember Kobe came up with Jordan and then Kobe and Shaq. And then so literally like what you're saying at the end of every single era and then you get this next iteration of greatness and typically that next generation is able to do something even greater to right. some degree. Not obviously not Jordan, but right. like they're able to, to communicate something about basketball. I think the thing with Joker is Joker is such he is 28 years old and he might be the single most intelligent player that's ever touched a basketball yeah. outside of Magic and Braun. But I think having the ability to do that as a center and then being able to control the game the way that he did in every single playoff run, I think for me, that's what separates it. That's what will make it different is, this is the basketball question, by the way, so cut that. So with Jamal, do you feel like Jamal mentally, in terms of understanding the game, it's gonna be able to be, I think what Vogue's talking about, like to get into that inevitable conversation, is his understanding of the game and shot making and even just maintaining a clean dribble through like, a great question. you know, pick and rolls and all that stuff. Is he going to be able to do that at the level of Dame, of Steph, of even Shea last year in a regular season context? Do you see that happening for him? See, even with the Shea, I'm not sure it's intelligence. I think it's ability. Like he has some physical traits and ability or whatever. Here's what I'll say about Murray. To me, it was the biggest surprise of the postseason was that he was able to go to that place mentally. Him right. and Jokic were Flawless. on the same level yeah. in terms of intelligence. And to me, that's what's so encouraging is, for me, Kobe had a greater basketball mind than you would think given how he played because yeah. while he had the ability, he didn't always have the will to be a mm -hmm. team player. And I think that was one of his flaws. Jokic has both the ability and the will to be a team player. It's one of his incredible traits is that right. it's like those two things are so harmonious. With Murray, now that's the question for me. If you go to the finals, game two, I thought Murray took the scale up a little bit too much mm -hmm. and kind of made it a little bit about him. And again, that was a will thing, not a knowledge thing. And, I, and at the time, I wondered, has Miami confused him? Like, are they throwing some looks at him that is throwing him off? And that was my real concern. Game three comes out, and it was a masterpiece by him. And I was like, oh, no, he just had to adjust his own personal slider. Mm -hmm. So for me, my question... The, to answer your question, my answer is yes. Murray showed me that he can be a basketball genius. Yeah. But the will part, I think, is still like a 90%, not 100%. I'm curious to see how he applies that now mm -hmm. that he's at that top floor. Yeah. He's at the top of I'd one agree. elevator. I'd agree. And I think it's a reason why regular season Murray and playoff Murray are two different people. Because in the regular season, I really think Jamal Murray dials it back yeah. and tries to get not just... Nikola Jokic involved, but everybody else involved. KCP, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon. And then in the playoffs, he dials it up, and then we see the Nuggets kind of center more around the Jokic-Murray two-man game. So I I think he's he is a basketball genius. Like I think he sees the game not like Nikola Jokic does because you, nobody does, but I think he sees it at Cole, near that level. I'll say, though, in the finals and in the Western right. Conference finals and even against uh, Phoenix, closer than I would have guessed, though. Much, much closer than yeah. I would have guessed. Do you guessed. think that Murray will have his best and most consistent 
playmaking season of his career? Yes, uh, by far. Because I, I think he leveled. He got up to a new level in the playoffs. I agree. I agree. He, he's, he saw the game better than he ever has. You know, he point guarded, I think, better than he ever has. He His basketball IQ was at, at a new level to me in the playoffs. And it really kept rising until the finals. Like, in the finals, his playmaking and vision and basketball IQ was at a different level than it was in the first round. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it kept raising all playoffs and it kind of opened up just a different, a different part of his game that I think we're probably going to see from here on out. He was game planned for, right? Like Jokic with his pieces around him reached yeah. this almost inevitable place of, yeah, sure. There was the Rui adjustment, but it was also a lot of like, all right, that guy's going to F us up, but can we trip Jamal up at all? Right. And they changed up matchups. They changed up picking him up full court when they blitzed him, if they did at all, all that stuff. He saw virtually every type of coverage that was designed to confuse him. And so, yes, I think heading back to a regular season environment, even a guy who's played as long as he has, yeah. I think the game might be even slower for him going forward. I do wonder, uh, so some quirks about his game when Jokic isn't on the Quir court. Quirks. Yeah, some quirks about his game, right? Yeah. I found this really interesting quirk about Jamal Murray. <laughs> um, him player. without Joker on the court, I do wonder, because he's so much healthier now, and I've talked about this multiple times, so 2021, only 98 attempts, shot 82% at the rim. So is he able, because of the burst, like that initial first step getting to the basket, is he able to get to some of those easy shots at a higher enough level? That way it gets the team. You know, that's what I mean. Like, is he able to maximize It's a cascading effect. It's the right. same with Jokic in the post, right? right. You, so Murray being able to get to the rim and finish at a right. high level is going to open up everything else mm -hmm. in a way where the offense actually gets easier for everyone else, which is yeah. part of what's so exciting. We really do feel like the Nuggets got better as the year went on, peaked in the playoffs, and that there is a re realistic shot that their starting lineup, at least, picks up more or less where they let not playoff intensity, right. but playoff caliber execution where it's like, yeah, we just know what to do. And that's what's exciting about this upcoming the, the, season. The, the Warriors, by the end of it, you knew that King Series is a great example. No matter how this series goes, the Warriors mentally yeah. have been there, done that. And you have to understand how many playoff games, close games, game sevens, series, and now a title Jokic and Murray have together. Yeah. This is There's no duo in the league that approaches that. Maybe Jalen and no, I'm not doing it. So they, they, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these yeah. guys have seen it all. And they're both still young, so yeah. there's, there's, they figured well, it out. You well, guys it are, should be fair to close this out, as Dion would say. They both have D's and L's on their jersey. They're yeah. both dogs, <laughs> dogs and leaders. And leaders. Right. I love is it. Is Murray the dog and Jokic is the leader? No, I think they're both. Both. We gotta go. Do quick they both have dog I, and leader? I can't, I can't let Swipe out of here without <laughs> is that giving allowed? us. Hold on, I can't let Swipe get out of here without giving us one hot box and hot take, man. It's got to be. Come on, this is where you got to channel Swipe. But this is what you're great at. Give us something here to get excited for. Yeah, I would say that I think Jamal Murray is so leaned in this year. The fact that he saw Fred Van Fleet, of all people, get a one three-year 144 deal for 41 a year, basically, and he was up for the three-year for 48 a year. I think Jamal Murray is able to go from where he is now and make a De'Aaron Fox S rise. I think he can make, and I think he has a chance to make, second-team All-NBA next year because of the amount of games played, plus the efficiency, and now having like a, a completely healthy like profile available to him. I think second team all NBA within this reach. Swipe it. Swipe it. Would you say it's the year of Jamal Murray? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. I've, I've been listening to this take from you for quite a while. So I think it could be the year. He's of brought Jamal it Murray. up. Yeah. The He's year of Malone, up. the year of Porter, the year of Murray. You're going year of Murray. Wait, what's your hot take? 
I mean, I've given a lot. I had one for the live show, and I don't know if it. I'm actually really happy with it. it. <laughs> well, because hell yeah, nobody heard it, unfortunately. But here was mine that I like. I think that this Yoke's career might actually be mirroring Michael Jordan's same age that yeah. he just got his mm-hmm. first title. And I'm just wondering. I'm just sitting here wondering. It was to the day. To the day. I'm just sitting here wondering. I don't know. I can see it. Well, to be fair. I can see the next two. My hot take is they start calling the Sombor Shuffle a travel. Oh, Oh, what a terrible hot take. I don't know if this is is hot, but like, I think Swiper was getting at this earlier. Like, Jokic is not one of the MVPs. Jokic is a Jordan and a LeBron. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if he... His MVPs are a little bigger. He's yeah. the next one of those. He's not the next su- superstar. He's the next Jordan LeBron. I firmly believe that. Uh, the box plus minus checks out. That's my hot take. I, I will say this. Yoke, I've seen the pictures over the summer. I've got a little hefty. Yeah. <laughs> we might be back to 2018, Yoke. I don't know. Time will tell. Everybody, swipe it. Thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, this was a great show. Man. Oh, we got it. It was so you. good. We got super chats in the offseason, man. Real Sean. ones. Real ones. Sean Sadu checking in. You think the Nuggets should sign Blake Griffin since Flacco tore his ACL? I think he'd bring a veteran presence, and he's played with DJ. I've said this before. Yes, absolutely. I, w- I would love that. I don't want them to get rid of Vlatko, though. That they feels- need a backup center? Look, I don't know if he could contribute. I think he's an I, actual. Yeah. I think more for the vibes he'd be good. I think for the vibes, man. <laughs> yeah, he'd be a good character. Blake Griffin, come on the DMBA show. Yeah. And, we have and enough, also sign with the Nuggets. And we have enough championship pedigree where we can we can bring on characters. No, Blake? he's not a character. He's a leader now. I mean, he's gone the whole. Go- mm-hmm. Now he's a leader. He does have a history okay. of punching modest-sized men in the oh, face. Oh, man, I forgot so about that. I'm a little that. scared about You're him. right. I forgot Actually, about that. Actually, don't think Jordan. Would be hilarious. As Lob City, but just like the retirement <laughs> home version. <laughs> <laughs> now this has to happen. <laughs> they can retire Lob City. City we'll get them up. For good. Oh my God, it's oh, too good. God, the fan fiction's getting weird. The only person, <laughs> so the only person from Lob City not to get a ring would be Chris Paul. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sasha oh, is too good. As a Canadian Serb uh, Nuggets fan, I am conflicted. On a plus, both are qualified for the Olympics next year. Can't wait. I do hope they're both playing in the Olympics. Oh my gosh. It's setting up so Canadians. oh wait, that was my real take. Wow. That was the other Canadian part of my hot surf. take, by the way. Hold on. When did Jordan go to the Olympics? 92. Not yet. How many championships deep was he? One. Well, no, so Jordan, remember, won MVP championship and then won the Olympics. He won in 91 and 92. He had it. Then he yeah. goes summer of 92. Yeah. He went there, and then he comes back in 93 and wins, and he was tired because, yeah. and he retired in part because yeah. they said he was so tired from three championships and a gold, Olympic gold. I'm yeah. just saying, I w- Yoke might be on the exact same trajectory. Yeah, it'd be funny if it was like horse racing. He got and they're opening an investigation <laughs> into <laughs> Sombor Trotters. <A> year to- <laughs> Dreamcatcher Stables <laughs> under investigation. By the way, the investigation <laughs> is just wins tweets. That's the whole portfolio. Right, they haven't lost in years. Hit the like button on the way out. We'll see you later. Illegally trained horses. Is unbelievable. <laughs>